that's that's much better. Much, much better. You're listening to Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. My name is Ben Rose. Ooh. What? Man. Oh, yeah, let me start that over. You're listening to Motor City Juke Joint right here on New Radio Media. My name is Ben Rose, and we just didn't have uh, had some solid volume there for a second. But let, let's not worry about it, because I just fixed it. So you're listening to Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. Let me say that again, just in case you didn't hear it the first five times. Tonight's guests will be the Devil Elvis Trio. They'll be in here in just a few minutes. But let me talk about a few things before we get to that. Those things being, so I don't know if you're aware about the new Kid Rock restaurant. I believe it's called Made in Detroit, and that's, uh, yeah, just because he bought the, the Made in Detroit clothing line quite a few years ago. But anyway, I, from what I understand, this is the review. I have not been there, but based on um, the Metro Times review of this is that it, it, the food's all right. It's um, it's a little pricey, just a little pricey. What is it? Seven dollars for a coney when you can go down to Lafayette or American and pay like a two, pay two something. And you know, I know the Metro Times they 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 they, they do try to keep somewhat neutral. I mean that's is a. Is a is a news outlet. You kind of have to. That is that is our our business. Our our job is to be neutral, to be um, objective and fair. Now, I think that the Metro Times did a wonderful job at being objective and fair. That being said, they don't exactly have the best relationship with Kid Rock due to. Some of the reviews, like the he is, the, you know, the vague threats to Michael Jackman, the the the, the editor of uh, the Metro Times, and to and the the nasty nastiness sent to one of the um, the music columnist. I I don't I don't think that that was a that was an appropriate thing. For, for him to do, for just giving a bad review. You don't do that. If someone gives you a bad review, you get a bad review. All right? You don't, pe- not everybody has to like you. And just because, you know, you're trying to be all about Detroit and Detroit's major alternative newspaper just gives you a bad review, just, just, just take it as an opportunity to do better next time. You're like, you say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry your experience with whatever, you know, just just didn't meet your standards or you dis, you disagreed with me. You know, that's fine. Like if it's politics, because I believe, you know, he, he threatened he threatened uh, Michael Jackman over the over, over politics. And he he got shitty with. Uh, He got shitty with uh, the music columnist over uh, was it Geraldine Jordan, because she wrote uh, an unfavorable, a favorable re- unfavorable recap of his six night uh, Little Caesars Arena uh, stand, and it's you know 
if somebody didn't like your performance, that's, you know, that's opinion. Everybody's entitled to opinion. I have my own opinions, just like every, every listener that I have. And everybody in here in the studio has a different opinion about things. Uh, much like I'm not the biggest fan of Journey, and Jake loves Journey. That's, that's how this is America. We're allowed to do that, right? So, you know, poli- yeah. Politics and music; those are those those are things that people get heated about, and they di- and they have different opinions. Now, when re- when you when this uh, restaurant was reviewed, it was reviewed by Tom Perkins of the Metro Times, and I've read a lot of lot of uh, restaurant reviews in Metro Times, and I've 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 taken their their advice, and uh, there are other times where I haven't. And there are times where I've disagreed with with them, but I'm not going to discredit them for uh, their opinion or their write up of what of whichever establishment that they were, uh, you know, writing about. It, it's that's one person's opinion. That's a review, much like when someone reviews a movie and says, "Well, this movie sucks." That's an opinion. Somebody's job is to write an opinion to review it. You don't. Ha- their their opinion is not definitive. It's not. That's not gospel, or the, you know, that's not like, okay, so and so doesn't like it. Fuck them. We're not. We're never going there. No, no. But when this review says the food is great, the prices are ridiculous, and I'm sure there will be some some hate mail coming towards them from Mr. Ritchie. And I, I, I would hope not because, you know, for a city that has struggled for so long and is now on the upswing, the last thing that the city needs is someone to overcharge them. The price gouge. I mean, the, the, the these, like the average person that goes in there cannot afford to, uh, goes into this restaurant cannot can just not afford seventy five dollars for themselves, which is roughly about what was spent per person. Because I believe the total came up to just under four hundred dollars uh, based on this 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 article. People can't do that. You can't. I can't do it. If you can afford to go out on a regular basis and to go to this restaurant and pay seven dollars for a Coney Island or Coney Dog. Well, good for you. That's great. I'll go down to Lafayette, just down the street, and I'll pay the two something for 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 a coney. I'll do that. I don't care about you know going into a you know to a restaurant that that is all about Detroit yet gouges price gouges. I'm not gonna pay extra money for something that because of it says Detroit on it I'm not I'm from Detroit I don't need something that says Detroit on it to make me feel like I'm from Detroit and I grew up in the same town that Kid Rock did I don't I and I know this, this 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 show is starting off on a little bit of a rant, and I don't mean it to be a rant, but I I feel that this is something that's kind of 
he's kind of it, it, it's 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 not fair. It's not fair to the city. It's not fair to to the people that live here. If you're gonna you're gonna charge that much for something, they can go down the street and get probably much better. You know, with the the whole American versus Lafayette, it's Lafayette all day. That's my opinion. Yeah. Anyway. A lot of stuff coming up uh, this particular weekend uh, at the Magic Stick. We have swimmers, uh, the the um, the interrupters, and the regrets will be at the Magic Stick. You can get tickets for that. That's a Black Irish show. So definitely go 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 check this out. I'm going to be playing some. Excuse me, jeez. I'm going to be playing some music from them in just a few minutes. I. I I really really think that this is going to be a, not think I know it's going to be a good show cuz Black Iris doesn't they don't they don't skip on good shows you know they they really they've managed to or Ramona has managed to do, just really bring great talent here to Detroit and she has always been a very big supporter of existing talent which is something that myself and this show is pretty much like that's the basis for this show was just to support a lot of local talent and talent that does not get the recognition that they deserve. Robert Lewis, hint, hint. Um, yeah. Anyway, on Saturday, you can go check out uh, the, um, Elvis Hitler with Snake Out and Suburban Sun. They'll be at Smalls. That'll be a good show. You know, uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, Jim Leedy of Elvis Hitler was uh, was a, a call-in guest, which was supposed to be like a 50-minute interview. It went well over an hour. No complaints because the guy can talk and the guy's interesting. So that's something you should definitely check out. Right? Right. Okay. What else is in this current... Current news. Did did I did you guys give me like a like a like like Drew, was that like a were you seconding the my, my views about the Kid Rock restaurant? Oh yeah. Okay. And and the fact of uh Lafayette being better than American. Oh yeah. Oh By with, far. without question. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, always. I've always been a fan and, I, and I've tried both. I mean sure, American Americans fancy looking. That's about it. Yeah. In my opinion. American looks fancy, and that that only gets you fancy only gets you so far. Right. It's in really. It's just it. It's we're man. I just I I feel like I'm I'm just I I I I know I sound like a, like I'm maybe bitter or something about the whole situation. With, um, you know, Kid Rock in this restaurant. I'm not trying to sound bitter. I don't. Re- I really don't want to sound bitter. I don't think it's bitter at all, actually. Okay. I think you're just trying to level with the common man because that's what you and I are, common man. Right. So to, I totally agree with you. To go to a restaurant 
just because it's endorsed by Kid Rock, who's supposed to be an ambassador of this city, by the way. Yes. The same person that bought Lions tickets when all their games were getting blacked out so it'd be a full sellout so it could be aired on TV is now charging $7 for a Coney. Yeah. I mean, even even just at that, I feel like that's... It's price gouging, like you said. Yeah, you know? it's it's not it's ridiculous. It's not fair. It's you, not. No, and you know you want people to come down to the city. We're trying to get people to come down to the city and try to show people that the city isn't, uh, you know, it isn't like this dangerous, uh, awful place. Yet it's dangerous and awful in the respect that you're going to get ripped off. Yeah. And you know, if he wants to send me hate mail, uh, he can send me hate mail. I don't I I don't give a shit. He can. If in fact if he wanted to come on the show, we can talk about it. And I you know, I understand that he's got to make some money back. Okay? I I get that. And that's important. You know, this is sure. it's it's a business. Sure. But just there's a way to do it, and there's a way not to do it, and I think that the way he's doing it is not the way to do it. I agree. So that, yeah, that is that. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep going with that. Yeah, that's I, your it, opinion. You're not gonna be smited for it, right? You know, right. That's all it is. It's just an opinion. Exactly, an opinion, and, and just like assholes, everybody has one. <laughs> and some stink more than others. True. True, 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 true. <laughs> All right. Here's a, a little side thing that is not about Kid Rock. Um, so there's a there's a woman. Uh, her name is Dana Nessel. And she's running. She wants to be the the Michigan's uh, you know, next attorney general. Okay? Now, she's getting national attention for... Saying, you know, about and th- this is kind of like her, like as far as her campaign goes, which I think is great. She's saying, who, you know, you should vote for somebody that 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 isn't going to show their penis to somebody, you know, because all these like scandals, because they don't have one. She says, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. Ex- you know, go search sending pictures of my dick to people or exposing. You know, whipping it out to 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 women that work there because I'm a woman. I don't have one. I think that's interesting, and I think it's funny. And you know, she can't. Yeah, good for her. That's funny. And I and I've always always been a fan of somebody's going to do something, do it, and you're going to do it funny. Good for you. All right. Well. Coming up in just a few will be the Devil Elvis Trio. They're going to come in. They're going to play a little bit. They're going to talk a little bit. And we'll take some breaks in between just because that's what we do. So to start off, we're going to start off with a a nice little set of three. The three bands are going to be playing at the Magic Stick on Friday, which is Swimmers without the vowels, the Interrupters, and the Regrets. So let's start with the Swimmers. Lose it. And that is going to be right here, right now, on the Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. When I 
first saw you, I made a mixtape. I didn't know you'd do the same damn thing. When I said goodbye to you, it went quiet. Cause I didn't wanna feel any pain. The last thing I want is another debutante to take me away from my world. And I know that wasn't us, but it still got tough. So come on, come on And tell me why'd you have to have such a damn good taste in music Yeah, if all my favorite songs make me think of you We had a soundtrack We made it feel like a film on a reel And our story didn't have a happy ending But it still sounded good Despite the way I feel The last thing I want Is another broken heart To drive me to the brink of crazy In the end I couldn't take it Cause I knew we wouldn't make it So come on, come on Why'd you have to have such a damn good taste in music? Yeah, if all my favorite songs make me think of you, I'm gonna lose it. Tell me why'd you have to have such a damn good taste in music? Yeah, if all my
suits On your street and I make boots And then silence you What you gonna say When they strip your rights away And the tax man makes you pay Talking to me like a child Hey, I got news, I'm not a little girl And no, I won't give you a little twirl You're talking to me like I'm sad Hey, I got news, I'm not doing too bad Even though sometimes I might get real mad You're talking to me like a child My words are growing stronger And my legs keep Talking to me like I'm dumb Well, I've got news, I've got a lot to say 
There's nothing you can do to take that away You're talking to me like I'm hurt Well, at least I'm not six feet in the dirt And I'll still kick your ass even in my skirt You're talking to me like a child Talking to me like a bitch Do you ever hear the way that you speak? Don't have to be so mean just cause you're weak
listening to the Motor City Juke Giant here on New Radio Media. In the studio, I am joined by the Devil Elvis Trio, correct? That's uh, the name you're going by? Yep. Yep, okay. Tonight. Tonight. All right. Because this is a name that, sh- that changes over the years. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to get to that. So we have Chris, Mark, and Paul. All right. So, but thank you. Thank you guys for, for joining me here. Thank you very much for having us. You're welcome. So, with uh, the the name Devil Elvis Trio, and I've I've seen you as different incarnations of the band, and it keeps changing. How did it start? What was the What was the first name you you used? The first name of the band was Devil Elvis and the Seventy Sevens. Oh, okay. It started in Ipsy uh, around two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Okay. And uh, I was running sound at a bar called TC Speakeasy. Okay, I know it. And uh, I was I was actually secretly looking for bands that might fit this idea that I had. Right. Uh, for like a punk rock Elvis tribute. I was already playing drums in a lot of other bands. Right. And this band called the 77s, which was a trio. Right. Played. And they played with like two or three other bands. And okay. I really liked their style. And I liked their sound. And I asked them. They didn't know me from... Yeah. From anything, and yeah. uh, I asked them, kind of weird proposal, like, would you like to do an Elvis tribute with me? And they were like, uh, yeah. Why not? And that was the first incarnation. It was uh, Al King, uh, some young dude named Caleb, and uh, Kyle Kipp, also known as KK Dirty Money. I know him, yeah. And that was the first incarnation. And yeah. then we got uh, uh, Chris Taylor, yeah, who's also like a, a Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor guy, Ipsy guy. He came in on bass. And then we were called, I believe, I'm not sure whose idea it was, but we were called Devil Elvis and the Lesser Demons. Okay. And then that was still the same original style. was like, you know, punk rock, Elvis. Uh, nothing was really swingy or rockabilly. We were playing okay. mostly the, the, the faster tunes, and we were playing them either like just straight 4-4 with no swing, no upright bass or anything. It was okay. just kind of a grungy kind of garage kind of feel. But and you were, we're doing like the Elvis. We were doing stuff. Elvis songs, okay. and then we were doing songs by Social D and Reverend Horton Heat, and we were trying to do Fitting, like a yeah. making this. I always enjoyed this connection between like fifties music and punk rock. Oh yeah, and trying to make that rep, trying to represent that on stage. Right. And after a while, we were trying a bunch of different things, and we came up with the idea to call it the Devil Elvis Show. Yeah, because we'd like to have different guests we like to that's when we were trying to do two different sets like i like to change outfits and right. try two different things and then just last year right i think we did our first official show as the devil elvis trio right which was you know what i've been wanting to do for a while just as not trying to reinvent anything or really alter it a whole lot i wanted to do it as traditionally as it was like going back to you know sun studios and right how it, how they kind of formed that sound right. with Elvis, you know, Scotty Moore and Bill Black, and I finally got the guys uh, to do that. So we've been actually playing a lot more shows as the Devil Elvis Trio just within the last year. We've, it's been a lot of fun. Right, yeah, and I, and I uh, had, had seen you as the trio in, in a, probably the most relaxed setting that I'd ever seen you play in uh, not too long ago. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of that venue. Trinity. Trinity, uh, that's yeah. right. With the, It's right there at like a cemetery. Right. Right. It's awesome. 
it, it's such an it, it but it's it's such an interesting location and it's uh it 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 really has uh well because it's a playhouse you know for you know they usually that's it's a theater. I, I I really dug it. It it was very very calm and laid back compared to other times I've seen you play, and that was it was cool. It was very cool, and it, you seem to have gotten a really great response from mm-hmm. the crowd, which is a crowd that is that that's not the, your standard crowd though, Mm-mm, is it? No, now that was uh, definitely an older demographic. Yes, and and that's what I like about playing the trio. We played uh we played Chelsea Sights and Sounds. Festival. Okay. Yeah. And we were, we were like a, a traffic stopper. You know, we were playing in this, you know, the whole idea of the festivals is that people walk and they go and they check things out. And yeah. I was watching people just, they were heading in, in one direction and they stopped and they listened to us for a while. And then, well, that's good. And then some of them stayed even longer. Some of them walked around the whole place and then came back and checked us out. And people from all ages, that's what we were kind of going for. That's good. In the beginning, we were more just shooting for a younger crowd. and right. More, you know, like you said, like more, more of a rambunctious. We were playing bars and right. We would play burlesque shows and roller derby games. And yeah. yeah, I'm working. What on the burlesque that. shows? <laughs> well, anyone know. that wants to book us for a burlesque show. Uh, well, the next burlesque show that I or any when I get burlesque dancers on any of uh, my next event. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I know exactly who I'm gonna go to first. All right. If you can't make it. I'll just show up. Just yeah. Show up. All right. Mark yeah. West will do a special solo performance. <laughs> I probably will. And I'll bring my guitar. Right. We're like, how, how are you playing he without likes, the guitar? He could do a boylesque show too. That's a thing, they, though. That is a thing well, now. Yes. Okay. So the Detroit School of Burlesque is based in Ferndale. They actually have the. They're looking for for guys to do boylesque performances. Well, you gotta wear like the. Uh, you know, I've never seen it in, in person, but I mean, maybe they do pasties. I, I know that I, I I know they, they, that uh, the women Socks. are putting new are putting tassels on their butt now. That's the new thing. Yeah. Uh, but Miss Holly Hawk, who's been on the show uh, several times, she runs this new school, mm. and I I highly recommend going to check this stuff out. Go look them up online because they do these shows. I know they were doing Speakeasy Sundays at Cliff Bell's. Yeah, yeah. So. But if you are interested in boylesque, oh, no. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> just, oh come on, thinking about performing, not. I mean, I'll give her, I'll give her your name, man. Oh you, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? What are we talking about? The Devil Elvis Tree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to sign Mark up for boylesque. Whoa, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? I might do it. Even light. So, but there's been lineup changes since each in, in, oh, yeah. incarnation. Yeah. Yeah. I. I just just going back over the like your first question I started to think man there's been a lot of people in the band I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to try and name all of them cuz then I'll feel bad <laughs> if I lift some of them out but, but Kyle, yeah, the, Kyle's been in many of Kyle them Kyle lasted the longest right just give him credit for that he put up with me for the longest time uh he was a I still consider him a co-founder he's actually playing with us uh December 9th at the Longhorn Saloon in uh Toledo um, okay. He's like right. a he's like a backup guitar player now for us. Oh, right on. If, uh, if Mark can't make it, uh, but we had uh, Leanna uh, mm-hmm. on bass for a long time. Yep. Who was in uh, you know Gorvette and the Gorgor Girls. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we also have uh, Justin O'Neill on drums, and I got a guy named Eric uh, Emson who played backup bass for a little while. Dave Alexander played drums. Okay. I have so many drummers, I can't even. Like spinal tap. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say spinal tap. They're all alive. All the drummers are alive. 
Yeah. They just got day jobs and and with overtime and couldn't play. Like Kevin Von Hardy. Oh, played with yeah. The, he played with the Gutter Ghouls. And, yeah. Uh, his his wife's been on my show. Oh, she yeah. is Katie Hardy. She's awesome. She's Kate, awesome. Katie is um, is a national treasure. I I like to say <laughs> yeah. that she is a wonderful wonderful uh, the person. Stuff that she's doing is uh, oh my is not God. easy to do. Uh, and she just does such a good job of it. And yeah, such a, so she's such a good, caring person. Good, good heart. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think she lasts. She she leaves a lasting impression on everybody she meets, because she is just just wonderful. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about Katie. Uh, <laughs> sorry, enough Katie, about her. Listen. Enough yeah. about you and your yeah. your uh, your wonderful organization. So yeah, you, Kyle's been with you the, the longest, and he's he's now doing. Um, he's playing with Black Jake and the Carnage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Which it, it's it's another you know pretty pretty good band. It's yeah, good, good for they're him. They're great. Yeah, they're great. He's been around a while too, and he's had a lot of lineup changes. Yes, probably more than me. Yeah, uh, probably. But you know, it's it was cool. We had I had the same lineup for five years, and and I don't know a lot of bands that can say that they lasted five years without any membership changes. Well, you know, we had. Um, local, you know. Like, yeah, local. Okay. Local, you know. When there's no, when no one's getting paid. <laughs> right. They don't. Not a lot of bands last five years. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna get paid. We're not gonna get paid together. Yeah. That's how it's gonna. We go. were starting to get paid. We were starting to get them paid gigs. It was nice. Yeah. But yeah, Leanna, Justin, uh, Catherine, Kyle, and me were the Devil Elvis show. We la- that lasted five years, and we got to do some really crazy, cool gigs. Things that I, I would never get to do when I was playing drums. Right. And other bands, you just you just don't get booked because, you know, to book an Elvis tribute band, whether it's punk rock or normal, is is it's sticky. You know, you're going to be right. doing that for some kind of fun event. You know, it's not meant to be super serious. Right. So we're going to get the weird, strange bookings. Right. You know? Yeah, and that and that's 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 something I've noticed about any type of, I guess, like you want to call it tribute bands that it that's really it. You you're, you you have this niche. Um, type of show mm-hmm. where you might not get gigs all year round, but you also, I don't know, maybe, I don't. Does the fact that you don't just play Elvis songs help with that, or, um, or are you just? Is it? I'm I'm assuming that no, that that's not the only reason people are getting a hold of you to, to, to book show, to, to, you know, to play their shows. Is that? I think yeah, because we offered it's. We call it more of a rock and roll review, right? A rock and roll tribute. We do a '50s tribute, yeah. And the '50s tribute is, uh, you know, we're not just doing Elvis. We're doing right. a lot of the American standards. That yeah, Elvis recorded it, but so did Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and, and a lot of other guys that yeah. kind of recorded the same songs over over time. We like doing Johnny Cash tunes. And, yeah. Uh, we got a, a a lovely young lady named uh, Caitlin D who's in yeah. the band, and we're doing Patsy Cline with her, and we're looking yeah, forward I, I to doing. Yeah, I that. Wanda Jackson and Brenda Lee and yeah. a lot of those old 50 standards uh really expanding yeah uh the the capacity for the band and I, I think that is one of the reasons why people enjoy it is that it's not just a oh look there's a guy in an Elvis suit right you know do, singing karaoke you know yeah uh, it, that's I do that them, too right but you know it's you don't want you don't to see a lot of that. guys do, doing trying to pull off the 50s Elvis you know either it's Vegas suit, maybe an army. They'll do Blue Hawaii. And you know, I've been to Elvis Fest. It's this, a lot of the same cats. And, and a lot of those guys are really good. <laughs> like 68 Comeback Elvis. 68 Comeback. Yeah, you know, yeah. I seen it for the first time on YouTube the other day. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> this guy, like, dressed in 
I mean, these guys were good, but it's just well, it's very strange. At least there isn't like the, like toilet Elvis. It's, you know, someone's yeah, coming out and it's no, like just just that moment before. Mostly it was karaoke. Yeah. Just in a guy representing uh, an era of yeah. Elvis. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there. <laughs> There's a lot of weird, weird stuff that Elvis did. Yeah. There is a weird version oh, of yeah. Blue Moon. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever heard it. That if you listen to it, you like, was this recorded last week? And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually, um, I, I've been the whole, I've been trying to hunt it down because I, whenever I play it for somebody, they're like, that's not Elvis. Mm-hmm. That you know, no. But it, this was recorded back in in the in the late '50s, early '60s, uh, and it's. So incredibly experimental mm-hmm. that you like this. This can't possibly is be. Is it the one where he's hitting those really high notes, or is that because he had a recording of Blue Moon? Did, where... he, st- did he stop and announce <laughs> this? <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> shot, shot, shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's. Um, oh yeah, that old dusty recording of, from the 1980s proving that Elvis was alive. Hold on, hold on, everybody. I just heard President Reagan has been shot. I hope everything's <laughs> right. Okay, so I there was another one for nine eleven. He was just happened to be. Hold on, hold on. I right, heard, I heard a, a plane just crash into a building. Who and stopped we just, the recording? We just happened to be recording in a secret studio at the same time. It's right. <laughs> okay, so I I I believe I have I have found it, and uh, if you've never heard this bizarre, very bizarre recording. I think that it's You're something. You're going to play it? I'm going to play yeah, it. Play I'm it. Play it, yeah. Play it. Uh, and, and, it's, and you know what it is, is I really like to ask people that are into Elvis. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you ask people that aren't into Elvis, they're like, well, they don't give two shits. Right. But you ask somebody that's like really into Elvis, they want, well, that's weird. And I, and I had and, um, I had found this on, uh, it was on a, this huge box set of just everything that Elvis recorded in the 50s, mm-hmm. which is... Um, a lot, surprisingly, a lot. He, yeah, it's really cool to see all the reissued albums. Yeah, he recorded so many songs during uh, that er- those early Sun sessions, and he recorded a lot of stuff for RCA too. But a lot yeah. of it never made um, the actual album. This was right way before the internet, so you right. had to wait for everything to get re-re-released. Right, and this—that's exactly what what this this is just something that was probably not ever meant to be released and somebody just said hey you know what we have all this elvis stuff let's you know let's release some alternate takes and um i'm intrigued yeah having to transfer these files we've been having some technical difficulties getting things to because i normally run all the music off of my laptop and now the laptop and this they don't want to talk right they're having a fight it's like a like a married couple that, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever been married or I, no, you are cur- married. Currently. You? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Currently. I'm so sorry. Uh, Sammy. Okay. Sammy Silla. I believe this is it. It did. Um, let's see. If not, I'm just going to have to hunt down the other one for it. Yep. This is it. Blue. Yeah, I have heard this. He, 
dead no, son. He, he, he does the, the high note yeah. later. Yeah. I have heard this. You have? Yeah. All right. Finally, somebody else that's heard it. I tried singing it once. It was. I was playing. Uh, I did a show with my mom on keyboards. And no my, shit. My brother on guitar. Really? And every time I went to hit the the high note, my brother would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to pull it off, man. If you laugh, but yeah, right. it's very Chris Isaacy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so, it's so bizarre, and and that and that's the thing is like most like most of the Elvis fans that I've talked to, they're like, no, no. I've well, never the rest heard of the that. song is so just plain, you know. Yeah, it's very broken down to its basic. Yeah, that's not fast or anything. It's really I I always enjoyed that song. Yeah, I, I got it. I I found it on a compilation CD. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's there's Blue Moon in Kentucky, right? Or Blue Moon of KY, as we refer to it. Uh, <laughs> that's a whoa. That's Elvis after hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a big difference between Devil Elvis and other Elvis impersonators. But uh, yeah, that that Blue Moon. I always liked that version. It was yeah, because it was just so weird. Yeah, I I do too, and I think that's why I like it so much because it's so just not not normal Elvis. Now you say like other Elvis impersonators. Do you and you do you do do the Elvis Fest, right or no? Uh, we've never played the Elvis right. Fest. For uh, we tried to get in there a couple times. I emailed like everybody on their website. Yeah. And never heard back from anybody. Right. Because people think that because it's an Ipsy, I have to go to like the because you're town, from Ipsy, right? city of Ipsy. I lived in Ipsy for yeah. a little bit, little bit, but not very yeah. long. But yeah, it's an actual like. You know, organization that you have to go through, and yeah, we, what we did for about I think four, four years, four or five years, right? We did the unofficial after, after Elvis Fest party, okay, at a bar around Ipsy. So we did it at the Elbow Room, we did it at TC's, all bars that are closed now. So we, oh yeah, El- uh, I- Woodruff's. Uh, yeah, Woodruff's is recent, right? Yeah, Woodruff's was the last bar. Yeah, to have bands uh, in that I area. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's but, uh, Red Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I remember the Elbow Room. I was, oh, um, yeah. I was actually, was the El- <laughs> did the El- Elbow Room was that the one that became the Savoy? No, that was that uh, was uh, the the best darn sports bar envy. There was like a three three bars into one. Yeah, kind of thing. but there was there was yeah okay. Savoy was a giant club. That, right. Didn't last very long. Right, because I played there too. Some employees of the Elbow Room did go to some. Right, because that's like I originally had a show booked at the Elbow Room, and then it was right when it was shut down, and I had to move to the Savoy. Mm -hmm. And it was like this huge open space for a show that was not going to draw seven hundred people. And they're like, "Yeah, we have a seven hundred person capacity," Uh, and you know that's that's unfortunate. They still kept the dance cages though, which I thought yes! was funny. Yeah. Yes, I mean I should man, I should have gotten some go go dancers. Yeah. I remember Damn, I always appreciate no. <laughs> I always appreciated that. Like was, yeah, the, right. yeah. was the elbow room when we saw captured by robots. Yeah, elbow rooms where we saw captured by robots. Captured by ro- captured by robots. Why oh, do I why does that's that the greatest band I've yeah, seen? Yeah, it's the greatest ever. genius. One one guy yeah. literally builds <laughs> robots and teaches them how to Programs them, teaches them, programs them. How to, <laughs> teaches oh, them. That's story, yeah. like, that is no. attention robot he's, class. He captured he's, he's captured by by robots and the, they torture him. And uh, he teaches them how to play music, and then they play music. And it's literally 
awesome. all pre-programmed. Best show I've ever seen. Okay. And uh, and one guy. But he's not from here though. No, he travels. Okay. The world probably. Okay. He's a genius too because he gets all the door at the end of the night. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> He doesn't have to pay them. He only has one mouth to feed. It's a genius at work. Right. So. <laughs> that's a good gig. I, I, need I to keep adding out. members to my band, and uh, that, this guy's just, just one dude. Yes. Stop it. Uh, I sent pictures to my, to like put it up on the screen. Uh, we're going to actually take a quick break, and we're going to come back. You guys are going to play some music, and we're going to talk about sobriety in a yeah. band which is actually this is a good thing because i we have a mutual friend that's that's turned sobriety into uh a really just an amazing um i don't know what do you want to call it um he's an advocate now yeah yeah he, he's, I, he's part of the recovery army of advocacy yeah so couldn't, and it, couldn't be happier for him yeah absolutely a wonderful human being both him and his wife are just i he taught me a lot of stuff. He taught me how to screen print. Uh, we've had long talks about. Uh, we've had long talks about marketing from a like pimping perspective because we mm. would we had both read these books of like that that pimps had had wrote. So we would talk about it like how great marketing and business like 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 books they really were, and and it's true. We're like, hey, did you read Pimp by by uh, Iceberg Slim? Yeah, how about Forty Eight Laws of the Game by Pimp and Ken? Oh yeah, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> we just talk about these weird strategies. <laughs> he's he's just like he he's knowledgeable in so many different things, and for him to take that stuff and to help people is is brilliant. Anyway, we'll be back in just a moment. Uh, we're gonna go with Starlight Drifters, which is a, a, a now defunct local band. Mm-hmm. With she just misses misses Elvis sometimes. He's got Chris Casello on guitar. That's oh, right. Yeah, and um, yeah. Bill Alton singing. Yeah, great. We great played night. a show with Chris uh, last. Was it last year? Was last, it New Year's Eve? Eve. Logger New Year's House? Eve at, no, no, Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay, Reggie's, okay. Reggie's 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 oh, music joint. I I love Reggie's. He played guitar for uh, Slim Jim Phantom. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. Probably one of the coolest shows. Chris ever. Chris Casello's moving on up in the world. Yeah, yeah, he's, good he's for. Amazing. I went and yeah. saw him. He did an in store at a music store in Ann Arbor. It was great. Cool. That's really cool. I, I, you know, I think I remember that. Anyway, all right, let's, let's get back to the music. Let's get everybody. back to the music. Yeah, <laughs> Starlight Drifter. She just misses Elvis sometimes on the Motor City Turn right here on New Radio Media. Well, she's young and she's pretty, but she's not smiley. The blues came to visit her for breakfast this morning. She asks the good Lord for some kind of sign. She just misses over sometimes. Well, she thinks of all her friends who've grown and Sometimes In dreams She knows 
So how far is that slowing down? It's all how far. 
you're listening to the Motor City Joint on New Radio Media. That last one was the high views, not slowing down. Featuring? Yes, Mr. Paul Royal, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's you. Yeah, good song choice, thanks. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Hey, Paul, when's the high views playing again? Uh, uh, next yeah. Detroit show is probably December 20th Yep. at McShane's. Ooh. Oh, McShane. Have you been there? McShane. I have been there, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I live in Corktown. So oh, I do you? All those places. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like McShane. I like McShane's. The first time I had been there is when I was living in Eastern Market. Uh, I didn't walk there that day. I've walked to Corktown from Eastern Market. I don't recommend it. Anyway, <laughs> I don't recommend it ever. It's the walk back that's got to be fun. Oh, actually, I took an Uber back. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's a smart man. But yeah, McShane's is actually pretty good. I like it. I like their food. And uh, it's a shame about UFO Factory next to them getting hosed, but that's... I want to go in that place. I've never been in there. UFO Factory? Yeah. They're supposed to be fixing it. Okay. Yeah. What happened? A construction company that was uh, working for the city... Just swipe the length of a building with the with the with the excavator and what? yeah, it, it, it's it was an accident. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you live in Corktown. I'm sure you. I was pretty mad at them for yeah. not booking us. Maybe I did it with my mind. I don't yeah, know. El, you can always go to El Club. That's another good venue. We just drove by that for the first time. Was, yeah, El Club a, is big. Yeah, it it's is. It's a large venue. Yeah. It is. And it's kind of laid nice. out similar to Smalls where there's the bar and then there's the actual, you know, performance area and all that. Get a gig at Founders. Yeah. Down there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you guys want to play a couple songs and we'll do some, then we'll talk some more or uh, what do you want to do? You well, want to talk a little bit, and then we'll... Yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit. Okay. Mark can set up his, start setting up his gear. Yeah, yeah. Can we do that? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, all right. So let's, let's actually, let's, let's talk about uh, being sober in a band. That's that's probably... That's a fun conversation. It's a fun conversation yeah. because you're playing well, a lot I, of venues that serve alcohol. Yes. You're around alcohol. Yes. That, and, and, you know, it's not like you can go play a bunch of um, dry venues. I mean, sure, there are some. No, and actually, we're playing, I think, our first coffee house ever with Devil Elvis, actually. Yeah? Uh, I mean, I've played coffee houses when I was a kid, but, uh, yeah, we're playing Jackson, Jackson Coffee Company okay. in, in Jackson. Um, no shit, eh? Uh, there's three of them. <laughs> it's the one with the upstairs. The yeah, one okay. on the, the main, the okay. downtown, I think that's what it's called. Okay. And we're playing that. Uh, but yeah, and we're playing that as a big recovery community in, in Jackson. Right. Uh, there's a there's a recovery treatment center there, Home and New Vision, and there's a, a Jackson area recovery uh, community, yeah. I think it's called. And I played one of their events uh, with me and another guitar player, uh, Jamie Burns. Okay. Over the summer, and we're looking forward to playing that. But to answer your question about, yeah, I, we don't normally play coffee houses. And, right. Uh, I've been sober. Uh, I had nine years uh, in October. Good for you. Thank you very much. And, you know, I do get the occasional request to do a shot or someone will want to buy me a drink, and I just usually turn it down very politely. And, yeah. you know. Mark. It's usually Mark. Yeah. yeah. Well, you I, Mark gets all my shots. So good, good for you, Mark. When someone gives me a shot, I'm like, here you go. Here you go, poor boy. There you go. Uh, and then I drive him home. So <laughs> uh, it was it was difficult. When I first got sober, uh, you know, I was kind of in the uh, tail end of this this band that I'd been in with a while with Mark. Yeah. Um, 
and I had been a drummer, you know, most of my life, so it was just something I I wanted to get back to eventually. Yeah. Uh, I kept playing music, you know, through most of it, but I took I did take a break. I didn't have any bands to play in. Right. And I started Devil Elvis like a year before I got sober, and we only played like one or two shows. It was like a drunken kind of joke. Wouldn't it be cool if we ever did yeah. this? And we would play like after Elvis Fest or around Halloween, and that was it. Right. You know? And then 2008, I got sober. 2009, I started to take things, I mean, everything in my life a lot more seriously. Right. Even... You know, Devil Elvis, which wasn't a serious thing to begin with, but it was so much fun. Yeah. Kept doing it. Uh, I work for a treatment agency now in uh, Wayne County called Hygira. Oh, I'm familiar. And uh, I I work for a company, or a program, rather, called Engage. And I go to, I personally go to hospitals as something called a peer recovery coach. And I meet with people that are having a substance use-related emergency. So since May, I've seen... You know, heroin overdoses, alcohol withdrawal, uh, smoke inhalation from, you know, smoking crack with a bad pipe. Uh, just anything you can imagine and more. It's awful, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, then I go to a bar and play music at night right. sometimes. It's just, it, I I've, I don't know what to say other than I just got used to it, you know. It's, right. I enjoy playing music, whether it's playing drums or singing or play, uh, anything. Uh, I enjoy it so much that it's just part of my personality. Right. So I'm not going to let the fact that I don't drink get in the way of it. That's good. That's really good. I've learned to to do it correctly. There's only been a couple times in the nine years that I've been sober where I actually, like, felt strange. You know, like, we were – we played a a brewery one time in Plymouth, and I had an urge, like a lot of alcoholics or substance abusers do – and uh, I'm no different from, you know, anyone else. And I got right. an urge, and I I walked out. And I made a couple phone calls. Yeah. Back, I think I smoked cigarettes still back then. And I took a little break. And when the gig was over, I, I got the hell out of there. You know? Right. And I can remember that because it's so few and far between where I've right. actually had, like, a rough time. You know? Right. And, that, and, that's, and that's the thing. Everybody going through recovery has has had that those moments mm-hmm. especially musicians now uh you i'm assuming you went through like the 12-step programs and such like that i i did i started in a 12-step program and then i uh after a couple years of that and i had uh outpatient therapy as right. well okay and you know I, I look at fitness and music as part of my recovery plan yeah um and i went to something called smart recovery okay which is a still they have face-to-face meetings and they have literature and everything yeah. it was it was a not a non-spiritual, non-religious program, right? And for people who are agnostic or, or atheist, or even just maybe they are religious, but they don't like having it mixed in with their right. Recovery. Which the, the normal like like AA and NA have that because yeah, they're, they... they're spiritually based and right. There's a lot of people that you know have issues with that, and, yeah, and yeah. that's fine. I like the fact that there's alternatives. But another part of my job is letting people know that. Right. You know, there are other pathways that you can do and you can even mix and match. You can right. you can do twelve steps with smart recovery and right. refuge recovery yeah. and, and all, all kinds of different programs that are out there. Right. Plus you can kinda come up with your own thing too. You know, Good. I've met people that started their own gardening programs and you know, I don't know what they do in the wintertime, but uh they you know, they, they come up with fitness and biking and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 
So I like to promote that stuff uh, to all my clients and, and just friends. They ask me, they might, you know, I'm kind of the token sober guy for a couple different circle of friends that I'm right. a part of. And I don't mind being that guy right. because occasionally I get a phone call like, hey, I have a friend or, hey, I have a yeah. relative. Would you mind talking to him? And I don't mind doing that at all. Right. Yeah, you, you know, helping other people, that that, that, that kind of goes hand in hand when you're going through recovery because somebody helped you. Yeah. Right? And, you know, like the 12-step program saved the life of two people that are very close to me, two relatives. Mm-hmm. And I I will, you know, never be able to be, um, never, I don't know. I'm, well, okay. Let me straighten out because it's, it's, it's when you have, when you almost... When you have two people that are close, or anybody that's close to you, and you can see how to, uh, that they're on a destructive path, mm-hmm. and then when the, when they're at that just at that moment where they could have gone out, or they they it could have things could have just been over, and someone grabs them, you know, brings them back, um, I'll forever be grateful mm-hmm. for for, pro, for programs like that, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it I it's for anybody going through recovery, I just. You have to, yeah, stay, stay, just stay on it, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, It's definitely something that, you know, even though I work for a treatment facility, I tell people if you go to a a 30-day or whatever treatment plan, that's not it. That's not the end of it. Right. You know, you still have to, you know, your your life didn't turn to shit in 30 days. You're not going to fix it in 30 days. You know, it's probably taken a course of months or years to get to that. And it's going to take months or years to kind of get you on the right path. And right. Part of it is always going to be, you know, that, that work that you do is always going to be a part of you in one right. degree or another. Like, I, I never saw myself as someone that kept going to AA every day. You know, I, I just, I couldn't see myself doing that. I go right. to an AA meeting on occasion now. I don't have anything really bad to say about it other right. than it just wasn't for me. Right. After a while. Uh, I met my wife at a freaking AA meeting, so... I, I'm never going to bash right. <laughs> because of that. Right. But I also know I some of my best friends in the world I met in those meetings, and we still talk, even though I'm not, you know, really part of that right. exclusively. Uh, I'm always going to be a part of it because it's, you know, it helped me get me where I am today. Good. So I promote, I've, I promote something called multiple pathways. And yeah. It's just like just, to me, like recovery is like a buffet. And who doesn't love a buffet? Right, Paul? <laughs> and. You just you go you go through and you pick what you like. Yeah. You know, and the stuff that you don't like, the next time you go around, don't put that on your plate yeah. and stack your plates and the, and the shit that you do like, just gob that on. Cafeteria you know? recovery. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And you know, I finally the last couple years, especially this last year, this last summer, I really got to kind of merge the two worlds. Yeah. My two like loves, which is recovery and music, right? And we got to really finally play some recovery fests or rallies and right. stuff. And I've I've spoken at a few of them, and I've helped out here and there, and I've kind of been behind the scenes. And times I've been out front, uh, but I've never been able to like book the band, right? And you know, part of making the band, you know, having a business model and a business you know i have a delvis entertainment llc you know i'm able to you know charge a certain amount for certain things and i i don't have a problem with being a professional entertainer and musician you know and i think the people that work with me deserve to be compensated for their time and it's nice to be able to volunteer my my services it's also nice to get paid you know right and we got and we also again we now in recovery 
you know, I got to play these crazy shows at the beginning of Devil Elvis, and now I'm playing shows that I never thought I'd play. We got to right. play Belle Isle over the summer. Oh, geez. On a beautiful day. There was hundreds of people out, and I sold more T-shirts than I ever had ever at a show because I came up with my own sober rock and roller Devil Elvis T-shirts. Is that? Did you have that at the... the, the... Trinity House, right? Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay. I sell, I, now I just I don't even bring them to recovery events. I, I bring them to everything. That's good. Yeah, I got I got a tub in my car. Right. Uh, <laughs> I take them everywhere. So yeah, yeah Mark uh, and I and uh, Caitlin and Dave Sneed, David Sneed, Captain Dave, who's our curtain drummer, and a guy named Mike Crossley. Mike Crossley. Uh, that name was, sounds so familiar. He was in the in the Canastas and. Uh, okay. He's also kind of a hired gun. He plays. He's played with other Elvis impersonators too. Okay. He got to play this show with us, on on Belle Isle, uh, out looking looking out into the water. Beautiful day out. Like I said, hundreds of people were there. Right. And uh, I remember we were playing. We played. I got a woman. And I remember saying, "Here's a song by Ray Charles." And I already heard people clapping and yelling even before we started the song. <laughs> and, and different. Different generations were up dancing, you know. You, when you get a recovery crowd, you're going to have an older crowd, you're going to have a younger crowd, you're going to yeah. have kind of right in the middle because, you know, addiction doesn't care how old you are. No, it does what, not. What color you are, you know, your social economic status. So it's no. really, we're not going to play that diverse of a crowd all the time. Right. You know, um, you know it's definitely different than the... Punks versus Greasers shows that you used to book us. Yeah, for. that was that was fun because you know you you were basically a shoe in for that. Yeah, you know, and uh, you like all right. Honestly, getting uh, a punk band to learn anything, even their own songs, is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but getting like rockabilly bands and country bands to learn punk songs, every, I think just about everyone has something. What was funny is getting Kenny Kens to, 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 to pull out, uh, I, I, I want to say he did a Cure cover, mm-hmm. which was just, you know, you, that was just so bizarre. But <laughs> I'd uh, like to hear that. that yeah, the Forty Four Territories for that one they did the, when they did my one punks and greasers show, they did the Talking Heads uh, "Psycho Killer," mm-hmm. which they, that was the first time they had Good ever song, played yeah. it, and now it's on their their the album that they just released about a year ago. In fact. You know what? We're how about this? You guys need to set up, right? Yeah. We're, I'm going to play their version of Psycho Killer while you set up. Come on. It's a good idea. Yeah. Now I want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you'll be able to hear it. All right. So uh, we're probably going to have to mic your amp, right? Or well, at least aim the aim the the mic toward yeah. in that direction. Okay. We'll we'll get it all set up. So we're gonna we'll be back in about f- four minutes. Is that enough time? Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. So here, in the meantime, is the 44 Territories covering the Talking Heads Psycho Killer right here on the Morning City Juke Joint on New Radio Media.
Oh, you are listening to the Motor City Giant right here on New Radio Media in the studio, the Devil Elvis Trio, and they're going to play a song for us. What are you going to do first? Uh, we're going to do Mystery Train. Mystery Train. Okay. You ready, boys? Yeah. All right. This is, uh, depending on which uh, uh, Elvis documentary you've seen, uh, this is uh, the first song that Elvis ever sang in front of people. Right. It was like show and tell at his junior high or high school or something, and he got his guitar out and played this song. I have a story about that after. <laughs> Ready? Hey, 
but it never will again. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. What do you got next for us? Uh, I think we're going to do uh, original. Oh, all right. You guys want to do sober rock and roller or just for today? Just for today. Uh, just for today. Better. It's better equipped for trio. Yes. All right. Trio playing. This is a song that I wrote... Actually, when I was playing drums in a band called Las Strogas with Mr. Kyle Kipp, and uh, some of them Las Strogas songs ended up getting transferred over to Devil Elvis because, well, two guys, the two guys that were in Las Strogas were also in Devil Elvis, so that's how that worked out. So Las Strogas ended up being kind of the, the songwriting machine for the original tunes that Devil Elvis did for a little while. This is one that carried over into different lineups, and this song is about a cowboy who got mixed up with drugs and alcohol and somehow find him, found himself in a bad way. And he stumbled upon a local tribe, Native Americans, and they they helped him along his way. In Vegas? In Vegas, yeah. <laughs> in the deserts of Vegas. Did it? But it didn't the, really the happen. Story, the, story, <laughs> the story keeps changing. It wasn't like a, like, like a Hunter S. Thompson type situation. No. Okay, good. No. <laughs> Or, or, or was it? It could, yep. have been. it could have really happened. Right. And a song is called uh, Just For Today. Got the idea off a bumper sticker. One, two, one, two, three, four. Just for today, I can keep them demons at bay. Just for today. Tell myself that pain won't stay Just for today I keep them voices out of my head Just for today I keep strange women out of my bed Just for today I face my fears from all those years Until that day I don't need a thousand beers Just for today I sleep someplace besides my car Just for today If I fall back I won't get far upon my lucky stars just for today I got other friends besides the bar just for today I don't need that wretched model just for today rock and roll's my higher power
There's your cowboy recovery song right there. All right. That's a fun one to play. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it. fun to play the recovery songs at at bars, too. Like, I, I have no shame. I will play the recovery songs at recovery events, All right. and I will play them at the bars. And sometimes okay. I like to say something along the lines of, this next song will make at least one of you think about your life on the way home. <laughs> something along those lines. All right. Not that I purposely expect everybody in the bar to, you know, quit drinking or anything, but chances are pretty good that any packed bar, there's at least one or two people that okay. could probably use a little counseling. Right, you, you know? <laughs> and that's just, you know, I'm here I'm here to rock, but I'm also of service at the same time. Right. Does it, do you ever Plus see it's it? just a catchy tune, so if right. no one cares about quitting drinking or drugging, I don't really give a shit, as long as they like the tune. <clears throat> right. Singing backups on Silver Rock and Roller with a beer. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have a song called Silver Rock and Roller, and uh, yeah, I'm the only sober one in the band. Well, I know Caitlin's uh, Caitlin's sober yeah. too. Well, so, uh, at least you're not like you know oh, drinking a beer, smoking a joint, or oh, even no, worse, you got yeah, you, know, you know, tweaking out over there. Or... Right. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, do you ever get anybody like they looking like they feel awkward because it's a song about sobriety and they're like sitting, standing right up front drinking, or <laughs> yeah. I make Mark think about his life every time we play a show. Okay, so it, it, it's not in the audience, it's just in the band. <laughs> I get some weird reactions sometimes when I tell people that I'm that I'm sober at, yeah. at shows. Right. Like it, and people in recovery that I've talked to, we, we, we sometimes we feel like we're like the sober police when we're not, we're not asking to be the sober police. Right. Like, I'll say, like, no, I'm sober, I don't drink. Think, you know, they'll ask me, do you want to do a shot? I'll be like, no, thank you. And they might say... Why not? I'll be like, well, actually, I don't drink, but thanks. And they're like, oh, well, good for you, man. And then they'll go into this rant like, you know, I, I used to drink a lot. I, I drink like, I don't really think. And I, I got sometimes I look, I'm like, look, I didn't ask. I don't care. Yeah. You do your thing. I, I think. Don't, I feel think guil- don't feel guilty because I don't drink. You know, that's that's your thing, not mine. I think the last time. Uh... I know for sure the last time I booked you guys, I skipped the drink tickets for you, and I think I or, or gave them pride to Kyle. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, didn't did didn't did, uh, did I set up like some free free Coke or something like that or yeah. whatever? Yeah, I think Coca Cola. Yeah, Coke. Yeah, Coca-Cola. no, I said he's like, you know, fuck booze. We're going straight to the hard stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So you know, I've I've learned to like which which bands they have members that don't drink mm-hmm. you know so and and i think that there's there's more and more i think it's it's nice to see so many open sober just, musicians yeah don't do the, uh, who did that but they just because we had a problem drinking nobody's gonna drink oh right aerosmith oh yeah <laughs> no they, they, they did it they did a tour where they didn't serve alcohol one of their tours like way back way back in like the 80s or something well isn't it a band that had to go do do rehab all together I think Probably. that the entire band did rehab together. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you got next? What do you uh, want to do? What do you want to do? Yeah. House? Yeah. All right, cool. You want to, all right. So we're going to do a song called Baby Let's Play House. Oh, it's a good one. It's one of my favorites. Which is about mm. sex. No. <laughs> you can't say sex. <laughs> I dropped how many F-bombs tonight? Yeah. <laughs> this next song's about fucking... <laughs> Some Elvis words that just sound so so funny. When we were, when we were on that other, uh, we just did uh, what is it? 
uh, tune in Tuesdays, and I was they asked how we could, uh, you know, found out more about the band. And I was yeah. like, no, we're on. And I did it in character. I always go in and out of character. So right, like, right. I was like, hey, we're on, you know, DoubleUpers.com, and we're on Facebook and YouTube, and then you know, Twitter. Yeah. And the girl sitting next to me was <laughs> kind of smirked. And I was like, that is that some words just sound sound funny. Yeah. Well. Kind of like when Elvis, Devil Elvis swears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This next song's about six. All right. How's this one go? All right. Okay. Just playing in my own band. I barely hear Paul, so. All right. It sounds fishy. Probably me. Sounds good on here. Does it sound good? Yeah. Does it sound good in the cans? Yeah, picking up. <laughs> sound good? Yeah, we're picking it all up. Yeah. All right, sweet. <laughs> Man in the box. Man in the box. <laughs> I've had to turn it down, actually, a little bit. All right. Yeah. As long as you can hear Paul, because he's the, yeah. the gem. Oh, yeah, well, that mic's right by him. Go ahead. Was it starting knee, right? Yeah. All right. It worked well. Well. It no, it goes, no, it's whoa. This one's a whoa. Most of the whoa. songs start in well, but, yeah, this one... This one's whoa. Well, all right, here we go. Whoa, baby, 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 may have a pink Cadillac, but don't you be nobody's fool. Now, baby, come back, baby, come. Come back, baby, come. Come back, baby, wanna play house with you. Now listen to, baby, what I'm talking about. Come on back to me, little girl, so we can play somehow. Now, baby, come back, baby, come. Come back, baby, come. Come back, baby. Wanna play house with you? Play some house now. Now listen to the baby, the one I'm talking about. Come on back to me, little girl, so we can play some house. Now, baby, come back, the baby, come. Come back, baby, come. Come back, baby. Wanna play house with you? Come on now. That is one of my favorites. Absolutely. That's a good tune. That was actually one of the songs that like inspired the for us to do the trio. Right. Because there's no drums on it. There's so many of those songs that you know, I think people tend to forget because a lot of people hear Elvis tunes and they hear 
the hits. Right. You know, and all that most of the hits had drums. You know, Jailhouse Rock had drums. Blue Suede yeah. Shoes had drums. Right. And there's nothing wrong with drums. I'm a drummer. I love drums. <laughs> right. But I really wanted to just, like I said earlier, just kind of capture that, that raw kind of like they called it like magical because no one had you know arguably no one had created the sound like that until they those three guys got together and that's as traditional as this band has ever been that's kind of why i wanted to name it something different to just at least set it apart like from the other stuff for sure so and even though it's not always a trio like we do have caitlin d that sings backups and like other leads on other tunes so it's like a trio plus right but she's not on every tune. But yeah, we had a lot of fun playing that, uh, the Chelsea gig. You know, there was no drums on that one, and uh, you know, hey, yeah, give you one less person to share the money with at the end of the day too. That's always nice. You know, <laughs> a lot of stress though. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little stress on the on the guitar player. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I. I'm I, I make the I make the post throughout the whole show mm. to get people to take a look. Um, Has anyone called me a hack yet? No. Right. Uh, I will. Thank you. My phone. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get online here. Yeah. Let's okay. make it more interesting. So um, yeah. Oh, well, I, I you know keeping update with Instagram and photos of of the show is you know some people you know they they seem to like that. You know, that's doing it for the kids. That's uh, right. <laughs> that's right. All right, doing it for the kids. Anyway, all right. So you got a, you got another one in you? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, heartbreak. Heartbreak. All right. Let's that's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do heartbreak. Good one. Paul. Yeah. So we actually do two ver. If you catch one of our shows, uh, for example, this this Saturday at Kaju Cafe. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, this Saturday, Kaju Cafe, we start around nine o'clock and we're playing all uh, all night. Uh, we'll do our fifty set first and then do a little break, do some other stuff, come out with the Vegas set, and then the Vegas set kind of you know embodies a lot of different types of music, mostly you know. Uh, more punk rock type stuff, but the okay. the fifty stuff we get to, you know, like I said, go do a little more traditional route, and we do two versions of Heartbreak Hotel at our shows now. So we do oh the really you do original the... version that we're about to play, mm-hmm. and then then yeah. then we do yeah, let me just play drums on the table here yeah, then we do a Cramps version of Heartbreak Hotel, which is totally different, more of a surf rock. Uh, kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. Devil Elvis Show has been playing that version for a while. We only started doing the the original uh, version just recently. So. Right on. You know, I do have a recording of you guys, a live recording back when you played the Machine Shop. Oh yeah, which was really great. It was that that recording turned out great. I milked that for all it was worth. That was our promo CD for yeah. a long time and. We gave it out for free when people bought T-shirts. It was really good. Yeah. Cool thing about that recording is that the guy didn't tell us until after we were done. Yeah. So he gave me kind of a discount on on the the you know because every sound guy that burns yeah and you know, you know records live from the board usually charges you you know a little extra money and I don't I don't mind it as long yeah. as it doesn't sound like shit. Yeah. And and it sounded great. Yeah, it did. It and, sounded um, great, really great. 
Yeah. I love the machine shop. Yeah? We'd love to play there again. I I, I can't help you we, out with that anymore. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, I know. I'm just I'm just saying the machine shop uh, and I parted ways when uh, Rumbleville parted ways with them. So. Well, I got to say, uh, Rumbleville, those, we played the those those shows for you a couple times. Those were a lot of fun. Yeah. I always appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I always appreciate what you've done for the band there, Ben Rose. Oh. And and for the scene, too. Like, you you, you do kind of the same thing that, that I wanted to do with Devil Elvis. Is right. You merged a lot of different genres, you know, that are are related. You know, the whole rockabilly, psychabilly. I see it. My face red? I feel like my face He's is red. Am I? Am I blushing? <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Thank you. All right, so Thank here you very we much. do... <laughs> Elvis's first big hit. That's uh, word. Genre? Yeah, I see it and I can't I'm like genera. Yeah, genre. Genre. What? It's like segue. It's like that doesn't yeah. make st- you know, that, that's another one of those words. Genre. I think it's French. Yeah. Oh, French. I dated a girl named Shanra once, yeah. <laughs> yep. She was crazy. No shit. Yeah. Alright. So here we go. As they say in in Baston, this is Hatbreak Hotel. Well, since my baby left, found a new place to dwell. Down the end of Lone Street, Hatbreak Hotel, baby. I feel so lonely, baby. I feel so lonely. I feel so lonely. He could die. Well, the woodsaw is crowded, still can find some room. A broken heart of love is to cry with a blue. I feel so lonely, baby. I feel so lonely. I feel so lonely. You could die. Well, the sound guy's tears keep blowing. Door guy's dressed in black. They've been so long on the street. Well, now if your baby leaves you, got a tale to tell. Just take a walk on the street to baby. I feel so lonely, baby. I feel so lonely. I feel lonely, could die. Go ahead, Mark. Well, though it's always crowded, still can find some room. From broken all the love is to go away the blue baby. I feel so lonely, baby. I feel so lonely. I feel so lonely. You could die. <laughs> no, I like it. The ending is different every time. I love it. All right. I love That's it. Awesome. All right. Thanks, uh, Ben. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, we got about eight minutes left. 
You guys want to do... Uh, why is it eight minutes left? That seems like a little, sh little not quite right. Because it's five minutes before nine. Uh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Oh, shame on me. Right. Shame. Shame. I'm not, I don't have the bell uh, <laughs> set up yet. All right. Yeah, you want another Kid Rock rant? No, 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 no. All right. We got time for like one one short one if you have. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. all really short ones. Yeah, they? they're all like two two minutes long. You want to do Lodi? Uh, that's kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, let's do, let's do Lottie. Okay. All right. This is a song called Laude Miss Claude. All right. And this is one of my favorite uh, Elvis songs to do. Sorry, right. I'm like, I'm all leaning back way over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, come on, Sorry. get in there. Get on. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs to play, and this was when uh, the lineup that we were talking about earlier, I called it the Ipsy lineup because right. everyone was from Ipsy. When that kind of... <coughs> That that kind of just ran its course. Everybody left on you know good terms and everything. Like I said, five years is a long time to play the same covers over and over again. So I wasn't surprised when everybody wanted to go do other things. I want it gave me an opportunity to just kind of start over and you know right. do some songs that I've always wanted to do, which never got a chance to do them. So this is one of them. This is a nice uh, nice bluesy number about a trifling woman. Trifling, and it's called. Not, not Lordy, Lordy Miss Claudie, Laudy, 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 L A W, Laudy Miss Claudie. Oh, one, two, one, two, three, four. Yeah, down the road I go. 
Lord, I won't be home no more. Goodbye, little darling. Down the road I go. That's awesome. That is awesome. But that is, uh, we're running just about out of time. Well, thank so, you very much for having us. This was fun. You're nice. welcome. It has little, been a lot of fun. Nice little cramped little area. It is. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right, Mama. That's all right, Mama. That's all right, oh, Mama. I done that one. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. You'll have to come Saturday. Kaju Cafe. That's right. So yes, go check out the catch uh, to the see the Devil Elvis Trio at the Catchy Cafe this Saturday. The whole, the whole shebang will be there too. So we'll do trio songs. We'll do uh, the four the full five piece. Right. Uh, I do a little bit of Elvis karaoke with the Vegas suit and oh, you know, some of the songs that we just you know some of the songs are just funner to hear. Yeah. With the big production because I got some actually pretty decent sounding karaoke music. Really? It sounds like the Vegas band. It's not all like okay. Casio keyboard, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. I have some karaoke that sounds like Casio shit, too. I don't keyboard. use it normally. But, uh, yeah, I, I know the Casio stuff. keyboard stuff. And yeah. we do some of the punk stuff, and we do some other other bands from the from the 50s. And okay. We do a, a few. So We love social distortion, so we always oh, do a few yeah. social distortion songs. I do, too. And, um, God damn them. God damn them. Mike Ness. Mike Nat- hero. Yeah, I heard also he's... Also in recovery. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, that's what I say. I heard he's, he's, he's been uh, he's, he's been in and out of that, that but uh, he's going strong. He used to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, from hey! my understanding, not the most personable guy. Oh, that's what I've heard. Too. Yeah, and which is unfortunate. Yeah, you might be one of those don't meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to meet him just because of it. Fuck Double Elvis. Hey. All right, Ugh. so we got to go. I have. I'm going to close out the show here with. Uh, have you met this guy Rock Harley yet? Mm-mm. He's probably one of the best, like Johnny Cash impersonators, like '70s era Johnny Cash. Right. So and he like he eats, sleeps, and breathes '70s era Johnny Cash, like spot on. And he's local. So he did this album. Like Michigan local or like, like Detroit, Detroit, local? Detroit, Detroit local. Oh, cool. Yeah, like he actually lives over near Brightmore. He bought a, like almost the entire block in the house that he grew up in, just so that you know it was a safe block. <laughs> That's yeah. one way to do it. <laughs> but he did a couple of um, a, a couple of originals that he wrote in the style of Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. and they're great. And this one called Black Cadillac. Uh, it's, it, it, it's, it definitely stands out. I actually interviewed him over at Otis Supply, uh, on the, on you know, February 26th. I have yet to, have yet to air the interview. It was great. They had me MC this event. So, mm-hmm. uh, he's a great guy. If you ever get a chance to see him, go out and see him, maybe even get on a, on a bill with him. Cause he, d- he does do, uh, shows with other tribute artists. Cool. He does. He has, he has a Willie and a Waylon and, uh. I, I want to see the Willie uh, uh, impersonator. Yeah. I mean, how high are you still, you know? Uh, because that's... <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get in character. Right. Hey, Willie, are you going to be able to make it on stage? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's it for tonight's show. We'll be back on Tuesday at 7 o'clock right here on New Radio Media. Thank you to Chris, Paul, and Mark, the Devil Elvis Trio, for being my guest here tonight. Woo! 
Go see them on Saturday. Don't forget to go see Swimmers, The Interrupters, and The Regrets at The Magic Stick on Friday. That's a it's an awesome Black Irish show. And uh, on the way out is Black Cadillac by Rock Harley as Johnny Cash. Oh, <laughs> oh,